All right. Hey, I'm excited to dig into the word tonight. You might want to turn. I'm a, I'll talk loud if you turn my mic down a little bit. All right, we're going we're gonna to continue digging in the Word. What, what book have we been going through on, in middle school ministry on Wednesday nights? That is correct. First John. Hold on, I've got to find my right notes. Here we go. Boom. First John. And we have gone through over half of the book of First John already. So how many chapters does the book of First John have in it? Does anybody know how many chapters? Thank you. Five chapters in the book of First John. We have already finished three of the five chapters. That is 60%. That's good math, okay? 60% through or, or going through the book of First John. And who wrote the book of First John? John the Baptist? Just like any disciple named John. John was a pretty common name back then. The disciple Jesus loved or also known as the Apostle John. Yeah, John Barnes, the Apostle John. You're not an apostle. Get out of here. Hey, if you are currently not facing toward me, then I need you to change that. I need you to slide your feet around, particularly if you're wearing a nice pair of blazers that are white with, yeah, there we go. All right, cool. All right, thank you. All right, we're looking at 1 John chapter 4 today. We're going to look at the first six verses, but I want to recap a little bit. What have we already learned about in the book of first john i wrote down four things the high schoolers were able to give me five things one that i'd forgotten about so tell me what are some things that we've learned about in the book of first john you got one nope he wants a pen or a piece of paper what's something we learned about so far that we are all god's children that's really good i also don't have that one down but that's a good one what are some other things from the first three chapters of first john let me, get your, let me get your mind going a little bit. We have talked multiple times about how as Christians we are to love one another. Do you guys remember this? In fact, last week, I'm pretty sure it was last week, we really talked about how we to love one another. Did anybody like practice that this week? Practice loving one another? Sweet, a couple of you. Joy, do you have something else we learned in the book? Yes, how to avoid false teaching. And we're going to dive in a little bit deeper on that one tonight. But really discerning false teaching, discerning truth from not truth. Um, how do we listen to uh, whenever the Spirit is leading or guiding us? Yes, Jareth, got another one? That's right, obedience. I actually have that one. Uh, remaining obedient to God in all things. He said, for those who abide in me, they will also do as I have commanded them. All right, and then uh, Isaac, Isaac, are you here? Where are you, Isaac? Ah, oh, loser, okay? He wasn't here Sunday either, and so this is like double bad. But Isaac taught on us a few weeks ago, and he talked about how there are children in, the, in their spiritual journeys. There are children, there are young men, and there are fathers, right? And so there's this pattern of spiritual growth and spiritual maturity that comes up a couple of times in the book of First John. But tonight, we are specifically going to be kind of zeroing in on the idea of truth. Everybody say truth. All right, so that's what we're going to do. I don't know if you guys know this. Before I moved to North Carolina, I worked at a church, a youth group before this, in, in the worst state in all of the United States, and that is the state of confusion. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's actually... You're all wrong. You're all terrible people, okay? It's the state of Ohio, okay? Yeah, thank you, Jareth. All right, so I lived in Ohio. All right, hear me out, hear me out. 
It's not actually the worst state. There are worse, worser states. Mm. But Ohio is not as good as North Carolina. Okay, North Carolina is better, I think. All right, so I'm, I'm living in Ohio, and I'm working at this church. And it's a youth group very similar to ours, and we had uh, about the same amount of students that were showing up every week. And so it got a little bit crazy sometimes. And one, one day, on a Thursday morning, I walked into the church. We just had middle school youth group on Wednesday night. I walked into the church, and I walked into our, we called it the big room. It was kind of our worship center, our sanctuary, whatever. And on one of the walls, like the whole wall, was soda, okay, over the entire wall. And we were really confused as to how this could possibly happen. We were kind of a little bit impressed that the soda was able to be over the whole wall. Like even like the, the roof was like as tall as it is in here. And it was like even at the top, it was like crazy how much soda was on the wall. And so I looked at Alex. If you went to our fall retreat a couple years ago, you met Alex. I went to Alex and I said, Alex, I need to know what happened. Like I need the truth about the situation. I don't need to like, I don't even want to think about how soda got all over the whole wall, but I need to know the truth about the situation. And so at our church in Ohio, we had cameras all over the entire place, like everywhere. We do have cameras here, Jared. Thank you for pointing that out. We have cameras everywhere. And so I said, hey, Alex, let's just roll back the footage and see what happened. And so we did. We rolled back the footage and I have a video for you. I'm just kidding. Tech team really freaked out there. I don't have a video for you because it is illegal for me to do that because there were minors in that video. But there's a video and we watched it and this is what happened. This kid, we're, I, I actually can't remember his name. So we're going to call him Soda Man. Everybody say Soda Man. Soda Man had taken a soda in our worship center and had shaken it up and then had straight up like Boom. All right, but we were watching the video and we we're super confused because where the soda was on the wall was the other side of the room from where he had thrown. So we we're like looking at all these cameras, looking at all these angles. And as we see this, we notice that the can hits the ground and rocket ships all the way across. I mean, I'm talking about a hundred feet across the room, smacks the wall and just spray soda everywhere. All right. And the reason that I needed to know the truth about the situation is because I went into my lead pastor's office and I said, hey, this happened in our room and so we're just not gonna have soda at youth group anymore. And I was like, so when parents come or students come or you hear this bad result of why is Alan being a total meanie pants and taking away soda, I want you to know it's for like legitimate reasons. And so I needed to know if the consequence was gonna be that significant and I was gonna not allow students to have any form of sugary drink at youth group anymore, that I also needed to make sure that I knew who did it and exactly what had happened. I wanted to know the truth about the situation. And so I had to dig deep. I had to go and I had to look through all the hours of camera footage. I had to go and I had to examine all that was going on and I had to take that and I had to figure out who the kid was and what his name was and make contact with his parents and like all of these things to kind of go through all of the steps of making sure that I knew the truth. And in life, we often long for the truth. We may not always think that, particularly if we're the ones in trouble, we might be trying to hide the truth, but we do long for truth. We want to know what is sure, what is absolute, what is true in our life, because that's how we make decisions. That's how we continue moving on in our life is knowing what is true and what is not true. And in our text tonight, John really focuses in on this concept of truth. 
How do we know the spirit of truth from the spirit of error? How do we know what is God and what is maybe not God in our world, in our life, in our minds even? And so that's what we're going to look at. And so tonight, I want you to say this with me. Say, are you ready? I want you to say it after me. I promise to tell the truth and nothing but the truth and the whole truth. So help me God. All right, here we go. I said that backwards, I think. It's okay. So when it comes to the truth about God, uh, here's how we know what's true. And I want us to read the first three verses of 1 John. He says, beloved. So he's talking to his brothers, his, his fellow believers that he's referring to. We've used that term a lot. Do not believe every, what? Spirit. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now that phrase, gone out into the world, is really a reference to, and one of the biggest reasons why I've shared with you, why I think that John is talking to a group of people who have just lost some of their believers. Because he's saying, hey, listen, some of those people who were not from God have now gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God, Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And so John is a little bit clear up front here. He's saying, how do you know if something is, is true and is from God? Well, do they say that Jesus is from God? Do they say that Jesus was everything that he said he was? Or do they not? And so when it comes to seeking truth in our life, Whatever scenario you're in, if you're trying to figure out some truth about God, if you're trying to figure out some reality of like, should I make this decision? Should I not make this decision? I think the very first thing that we can always filter our advice or our wisdom or anything that we're going to gain from other people, we can always filter it through this one thing. Does the person who's telling me this follow Jesus? In your life, I want you to think about all the people in your life who are maybe mentors to you, who are maybe um, other people that you look up to. Maybe they're even friends or peers that you look up to. When you go to them and you ask them for advice, do you consider, hey, this person follows Jesus and therefore their advice may be good? What they're telling me is probably a little better for me than the people in your life who maybe don't follow Jesus. And so when it comes to, I got the sniffles. I got actually really bad allergies, so you have to excuse my sniffles. Thank you. So when it comes to finding truth or seeking out truth, I want you to write this question down on your paper. Does the person telling me this follow Jesus? Does the person telling me whatever the advice is, whatever the statement is, whatever uh, thing that you want to or don't want to believe, does the person who's telling you that follow Jesus? Because when it comes to seeking out truth, we don't often have the ability to go back and look at the camera footage. In fact, sometimes when it comes to truth, we're not looking at things that have happened in the past. We're wanting to know what may happen in the future. Should I engage in this relationship with this person? Should I make this choice to do this or that? We're looking at what may happen to us in the future. So we can't just roll back the camera footage like I did for Soda Man. Instead, we may go to our small group leader. We may go to a person in our life, a coach, a mentor, a classmate, and say, hey, what do you think about the situation? Can you help me know if this is good or bad. And the first thing I want you to filter that through, if you're seeking truth, if you're wanting to know what is good, when someone blatantly says, I do not follow Jesus, I would encourage you to not take advice from that person, to not seek wisdom or discernment from a person who blatantly says they do not follow Jesus. Because John is saying, hey, listen, you know if something is from God, if they confess that Jesus is from God. And you know that if it's not from God, the, whatever it is, the person, the idea also does not confess that Jesus is from God. So following Jesus is kind of a prereq, maybe the first level 
of who, kind of how we filter who we seek truth from. Okay? You got that? Does this person follow Jesus? That's question number one. Let's read verses two through four. So we're going to read verse two again, but look at this one, verses two through four. By this you know, and again, that's John's kind of phrase that he's used over and over again in the book as kind of a proof text. By this you know, by this you know, the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, or the spirit of the one who is against Jesus, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, and there's our maturity phrase again, little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. I really want to focus in on that last kind of verse four. You are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Last week, we talked about this a little bit. I think John is a little bit continuing his, his argument, a line of thinking that we talked about last week. But as believers, when we say, for he that is in you, who is in you? Who said it? Thank you, Jareth. Thank you, Scoggin. All right, the Holy Spirit, right? We talked a little bit about this last week, about how the Holy Spirit, as believers, as people who follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit dwells or resides within us. And John talked to us a little bit last week about how sometimes we have to trust where our heart is leading. That if our heart doesn't condemn us or convict us, then we need to, to trust that to some extent. And I told you guys last week that maybe weigh that out a little bit because the Bible also says our heart is deceitful above all things. But here John is telling us that we can trust our heart a little bit because of the new heart that has been given to us by Christ. And so the second question I want you to ask whenever you're thinking about seeking truth is does the Holy Spirit agree with what's being said? We're gonna walk through a scenario in a little bit, but these are kind of some questions that I think we can work through that John kind of presents for us. The first is, does the person giving me this advice follow Jesus? And the second is the advice that now I've gotten and I've heard and I've received, does the Holy Spirit agree with it? Does it sit right? When we talked last week a little bit about that gut feeling, does that sit well with how the Holy Spirit is leading or guiding me. When I hear a true statement, do I say, Holy Spirit, help me know, is this good or is this not good? And so I think we can ask the Holy Spirit to help guide us and direct us as we consider what is truth, what is right, what is wrong. When it comes to maybe even just like how you, uh, how you study or take a test in your classroom, is it okay to like look over at your neighbor's, you know, test and maybe cheat off of their answers? Is it okay to like well, hey, I studied and I wrote up this little cheat sheet and I kind of laid it in my lap while I was taking the test. Is that okay? I mean, you worked for it. And maybe you kind of go to someone and you ask them, hey, I know that you follow Jesus. Can you help me know if this is right? Maybe they don't have great advice. Maybe you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I'm not sure if this is good or if this is bad. Will you show me? Will you help me? But that's not everything. In verse five of 1 John 4, this is what John says. They, talking about the people who have left the church, they are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. Those people who had left, they found someone who would listen to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. All right, now I want to focus in on that word. If you are from God, then it says you, that they listen to, whoever knows God listens to us. And John in that moment is referring to the church. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. And by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. 
So John says, hey, make sure they confess Jesus. Make sure they believe that Jesus is from God. Hey, make sure that the Holy Spirit also agrees. And here in the end, I want you to ask this question. Does the church agree with what's being said? When I think the church, I think of, I do think of like this local body of believers, your pastor, your small group leader, but I also think of like the historical context of the church. What has been happening since Jesus and his disciples on the, you know, we're rolling around the, the Sea of Galilee, like all, the, all that has trend, you know, transgressed from then, does that historical understanding of the church and does our local church agree with the true statement that's being said? All right, so I have a couple, I have a couple scenarios, okay? I'm gonna give you one because I really want you guys to have some time in your groups tonight to kind of discuss something. So I'm gonna give you this one. This is a theological one. I think you could use this process both theologically and practically. So I don't think theologically is the only way you can do this. But I'm gonna give you a theological dilemma, okay? You have a friend at school and your friend at school tells you that there's a lot of different religions that ultimately lead to God. They say, hey, listen, there's, there's a lot of common texts, you know, even like some religions share maybe parts of the Old Testament together. <coughs> that there are a lot of different people or different religions that ultimately will all lead to the same place and that is God. That's something that your friend told you at school. And so you're wondering, how do I know if this is true or if this is not true, okay? Jareth is like jumping out of his seat. Okay, I don't, I'm not gonna use Jareth. I wanna use, will somebody else be my like guinea pig? Somebody? Right here. Yep, come on over here. Can you, t- can you remind me of your name? Can you remind me of your name? Anna? All right, come here. I want you to stand right here. All right, Anna. So your friend at school, what school do you go to? Southern Middle. Yes, go. Southern Middle in the house. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? You're all terrible people, okay? This is our sister in Christ, okay? All right, so your friend at school tells you, of course they do because they're from Southern Middle. I'm just kidding. All right, your friend at school tells you that all religions lead to God. And so you say, all right, I want to take the first. Does the person telling this believe in Jesus? So you go to that friend and you say, hey, that's a really interesting statement. Maybe you're not like mean or aggressive to them at first, but you're like, hey, that's an interesting statement. What do you think about Jesus? What do you think they would say? Do you think that, like, I don't know, like, do you think your friend maybe, maybe does not believe in Jesus? What if they told you, it's Anna or Anna? Anna, all right, Anna, they tell you, well, I think that Jesus was a great guy. He's a really good prophet. He had a lot of good things that he said. In fact, he might have even been from God because I believe that God is like big and like a lot of things come from God. And so maybe he passes the first test of believing in Jesus, okay? That was our first question. All right, what was our second question? Thank you. All right, Joyce says is the Holy Spirit. So Anna, you're in this conversation. You wait. Maybe you're sitting in the hallway at one point and you close your eyes. Everybody close their eyes right now. And you sit and you pray and you say, Holy Spirit, I'm not sure what to believe right now. Will you show me if this is true or if this is not true? And you ask the Holy Spirit, and maybe you're, we're still learning that, or you can open your eyes now. We're learning that gut feeling a little bit. And you're like, I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me this is wrong. I feel like the Holy Spirit is kind of showing me like, this is not, this is not true. And so you go, all right. And then the last question, because you want to really seek in truth. You want to know, is this true or not? Your last question is what? What was our last question? Joy, don't tell me. Somebody else tell me. What does the church say? All right. So who at the church would you go to and ask for advice from? John. All right, me or John. Okay, so you go to John. John, come here. John's the real theologian in the house. All right, so John. Yes, we do. The stakes are high. The chicken is low. 
All right. So Anna goes to John, and you ask John, what are you going to ask him? You say, hey, my friend at school told me that all religions lead to God. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was, like, not agreeing with that. But I really want to ask your advice because, like, I trust you and you know the Lord and I've seen it lived out in your life. I want you, can you help me understand, is this true or is this not true? And John would respond. (laughs) (laughs) We had a conversation about this earlier. Um, Well, I would say, right, that God loved us enough to write a letter of all these things he wants us to do, we call it the Bible, right? And the Bible talks very specifically about Jesus is the only way to heaven, right? And if we are going to give that away, if we start negating things and negotiating with what's in the Bible, then it has to all go away, right? Because it's not sovereign. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, thanks, John. Thank you, Anna. You can have a seat. All right, so you can kind of see, you can kind of see how that pattern maybe is lived out. Now, that's a question. You might, you might get posed with that question from time to time. You might have friends. Hey, listen up here. You might have friends who, uh, who maybe have those kind of beliefs or ideas, and maybe you don't. But I want you to kind of think about that process. Whether the question in your life is, should I join this soccer team this season or should I not? Or the question is, should I go on a with my friends super late to the movies or should I not go to my friends super late to the movies? Do I, do I think I should read my Bible every day or do I think I should read it just when I'm at church? Like all of these things, these dilemmas in your life, I think John gives us a little bit of kind of a pattern of how we can seek truth. Listen, in your life, there is only one who truly gives us truth and that's God. So many things in our life, like today, I literally was scrolling through social media And I read this social media post about what's happening in our world today. And I just thought, this is so blatantly untrue. And it had like 100,000 likes. And I was just thinking like, so many people are reading this, thinking that it's true, sharing this, saying that it's true. And yet it's not true at all. I'm not going to tell you that. Thank you, though. And so I think so much of our life, when you think about what you see on social media, when you think about the, the persona that your friends present to you or even the thoughts in your own mind, I think it's so important for us to really be people who seek truth. Sometimes truth is not easy. Sometimes the truth is something that we don't want to hear or something that makes us feel really, really uncomfortable. But I want you to know in the end, when you record, when you look back over the footage and you find out the true story, I think it's, it's good for you. And it's helpful for us to kind of make decisions in life and to, to kind of grow in our faith journeys when we really know what is true and what is not true. And so here's what I want you to do. In your groups tonight, I want you to uh, talk about what is true and maybe work through some examples in your own life. Will you pray with me? God, thank you. You're good, you're sovereign, you're faithful. And Lord, we pray tonight that you would help guide our hearts and minds to understanding truth. And we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen.